0: Does anybody know what today is? Good Friday. Friday. You know, we celebrate birthdays, we celebrate anniversaries, but we as Christians, this should be a major day of celebration for us. I know we celebrate Him rising on Easter, but how many of you are saved in here? How many of you are healed in here? We should be rejoicing, we should be shouting, we should be dancing. It is a day of celebration for us. Because unless He had done what He did for us, they call it Good Friday. Some people call it Holy Friday. It got changed somewhere along the way, I think. But it is good for us. It was not good for Jesus. But it, was, it is good. It is not only good, it is great for us Amen. because of what He did for us. Amen. We don't have to pay the price that He paid for us today. Amen. And if you haven't shouted today, I want you to stand up and just shout and thank Him for what He did for you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, 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 thank you for paying the price for me, if you had just done it for me, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't have to go to hell.
1: I don't have to be sick.
0: I don't have to be broke. I don't have to be depressed. I can have victory, Father, because of you. Thank you 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 Thank you, thank you 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 thank you. you can be seated. you know Jesus went to hell and got the keys for you of death and hell. And now He is seated at the Father's right hand Amen. making intercession for you. Hallelujah. Every time you're making mistakes or going the wrong way or doing something wrong, don't ever forget that. When you're down or you're depressed or you're sad or you're going through something and you say, nobody cares about me, nobody knows about me, nobody thinks about me, nobody even knows I exist. Jesus, Jesus is making intercession at the right hand of the Father. In other words, He's saying, Lord, help Alfredo today, he's messing up. Amen. Do you understand? That's what intercession is. Amen. Is somebody that's interceding for you because you messing up. Right. That's right. Somebody's pleading your case for you Hallelujah. because you messing up. Amen. And Jesus is doing that for us on a daily basis. If we're messing up, you got somebody standing there interceding oh, yeah, for you. Yeah, and pleading your case. Amen. There's nobody better to do that for you. Exactly. And he's there doing that for us. Yes. And something else he did for us. He put the devil this day under our feet. Y'all need to stomp your feet. Stomp your feet. Tell the devil you're under my feet. You are under my feet. Not because of what you did, but because of what he did today. You ain't big enough, but he was big enough. And he put him under our feet. So we have victory today because of what he did. So this is a good day. It's a really good day. And you need to rejoice and thank God for what he did with sending Jesus for you. Glory be to God. And Sunday, of course, resurrection is when he took him, set him at the right hand. And we'll be celebrating that on Sunday. And and uh, just celebrate all weekend long. Every time you think about it, thank him for what he did for you. Don't let this weekend go by without rejoicing and thanking Him for amen. what He did for you. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? All right. Amen. All right. Well, tonight, we're going to do something we hadn't done. I don't know if I've ever done it with you. We're going to do some spiritual warfare tonight. Mm-hmm. How about that? Y'all ready? Okay. Okay. I'm looking at you to see if you are or not. Some of you is looking at me kind of funny, like, what is she talking about? What is she talking about? We're going to do some tonight. Yes. So you got your war clothes on? Amen. You don't need any war clothes. <laughs> I'm just picking on you. Let's read this together. 1 Timothy 4. I think it's, uh, I think it's verse four. I, I, I may have messed up. Uh, look at verse four and we'll see. No, Look at, let me see if y'all can find it. Now the Spirit speaks expressly. Huh? For one then. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. For one. Now the Spirit, that's why I didn't put it down. Now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith how many of you in here this is going to be a very interactive night do you know what interactive means (laughs) how many of you have ever been in anything that's interactive that means that you participate okay all right okay how many of you know somebody that has departed from the faith in the last year in the last two years In the last five years. Have you noticed that it's getting greater and greater and greater? Anybody noticing that over the last little bit? Yeah. Have departed from the faith. So I'm going to teach you some things tonight to maybe help you with that, okay? Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Tonight, my title is... Seducing spirits. Mm. See how quiet you got? No, Thank you. Quiet, quiet, quiet. All right. 2 Corinthians 11.1. One. I got that one. I hope you will put up with me. I think this is the NIV. I hope you will put up with me in a little foolishness. Paul, I'm reading the Bible. <laughs> this is Paul talking. But you can put up with me with a little foolishness too. Hope you'll put up with me in a little foolishness. Okay? Yes, please put up with me. I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy. I promised you... To one husband. To who? Christ. To Christ. So that I might present you to him as a pure virgin. But I'm afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, what's next? Your minds. Your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. Now, I want to ask you a question. How many of you remember when you got saved? Some of you. It's a very long time ago. When you got saved, give me a microphone, because I'm just going to do it. Just be ready. You hold, you hold on to it. Come on up here, Dan. Somebody tell me something you thought when you got saved you had to change because you were no longer a sinner. Uh-huh. I told you we were going to be interactive. Go ahead. Say what it is. Don't be embarrassed. Just tell what you had to change. Leave, leave drugs. Leave drugs. Hardcore. Just one, one, time, one thing. We're going to let somebody else tell it. Leave drugs. Okay, he had to leave drugs, or he knew somebody that had to leave drugs. Somebody else, tell something you thought you had to leave. Stop hanging around with the same people. Stop hanging around with the same people. Somebody else. Just change my way of thinking. Change your way of thinking, okay? Y'all got this, come on. Change the things that I do for better. Change the things that you do for better. Over here, Dan. Y'all can do this. Come on, don't don't be ashamed. Surely you changed something when you got saved. Changing the people I surround myself around. Yeah, exactly. Different people. Go go on down, Dan. Stop judging. Stop judging. That's a good one. Come on over here. Eva's got one. Stop exaggerating and lying. Stop exaggerating and lying. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I had to get rid of all those things that were not of God. I had to burn things. Had to burn things. Oh, there's one. Change the music I listened to. Change the music she listened to. That's a good one. Okay, Evan's got one over here. Dan didn't know he was going to get his workout tonight. He just thought he's going to have to do it after church. Growing up with five brothers and talking like a sailor. Talking like a sailor. You gotcha. Gotcha. Change her mouth. Change her words. Anybody else? There's somebody. Just yell them out. Promiscuity. Promiscuity. Stop using drugs. Stop using drugs. Fornication. Drinking and smoking, Patience. profanity, what? Patience. Patience, hate, that's a good one. You, you thought when you got saved, you had to give all these things up, right? Yes. So why did you go back to some of that stuff? Huh? The reason why people have is because I wrote down some of them. Let me, let me say a couple of things I've written down here. I think right now we're in one of the greatest pandemics ever and it's not COVID. It's respect for God and the things of God. I wrote down some things. Have you ever had dumb thoughts Today, in your life as a Christian, take that money. Yep. Yep. Be honest. Okay, you're interactive. Yep. Come on. You ever uh, had a dumb thought since you've been a Christian? Yep. Some honest people in here. God is looking anyway. Put Branson on the screen. They can't get out of this. <laughs> they think they're going to get out of this because they're in Branson tonight. Put Branson on the screen. Yeah. Y'all ever had that thought? Take that money. Wave your hand. I'll just borrow it and I'll put it back later. Yeah. Uh-huh. See? I think I'm just going to get drunk tonight since you got saved. Wave your hand. Here. There. Yeah. 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 we got some honest people in here. We're going to get some answers tonight. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe uh, slice your wrist or jump off that bridge or drive into that tree. Yeah. Had that thought. Have that thought. Have that thought. Had that thought. Branson, wave your hands. Have that thought? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all are going to be happy when we uh, take those pills. Um, see what it's like to do this. Have sex with two or three people. Have that thought? Some people are shaking their heads. They don't want to raise their hand. <laughs> Have sex with somebody of the same sex. People have had thoughts. Okay? They've had feelings. Well, I got good news for you tonight. You are in really, really good company. Hallelujah. Really good company. Let's read something. Matthew four one. People think, Brother Hagen said this one time, and I thought it was really, really good. He said, You can't prevent a bird from flying over your head, Amen. but you can prevent it from building a nest in your hair. Amen. <laughs> right? Everybody understand what he's meaning by that? Okay, let's read this Matthew 4 1. I, this is King James. Then was Jesus led up in this, led up of the Spirit into the wilderness. To be what? Tempted. To be what? Tempted. To be what? Tempted. Now if Jesus can be tempted, guess what? So can you. If Jesus can be tempted, you're not above Jesus. You can be tempted. Every person in this room can be tempted. Branson can be tempted. Every person watching out there on the internet can be tempted to do something stupid. You can be tempted to do anything. But that don't mean you gotta do it. Okay? Tempted of the devil. Who tempts you? God? That's going to answer your question right there. To be tempted of who? The devil. Don't ever think that God is tempting you. Never, ever, 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 ever. God doesn't have any bad to tempt you with. Right. I'm going to make this real simple for you tonight. A first grader can understand it. Who tempts you? The devil. the devil. God doesn't have any bad to tempt you with. He's only good. So he can only tempt you with good. So if it's good it's nah. if it's bad it's yeah. okay we're we're simple all right two and when he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights he was afterward hungered and when the Temptor. tempter came to him he said if you are the son of god command that these stones be made bread let's see here i can turn my page But he answered and said, What? I'm going to think on this for a while. I'm going to consider doing this. I'm going to let this play around in my mind for a while. I'm going to let it float around and think about what it would be like to have a threesome with somebody. I'm going to think about what it would be like to take these pills and get somebody to feel sorry for me. I'm going to think about what it would be like to drive into a tree. I'm going to think about, I'll get the blade out, think about what it's going to be like to cut myself for a while. I'll get all the stuff together and I'll think about it and I'll think about it and I'll think about what it'll feel like. Just me saying it that long is too long to think about it. That's right. That's right. Do you understand? Yes. Yeah. But Jesus answered and said, It is written. You should immediately answer and say, It is written. You, if you're getting thoughts like that, you should immediately have you scriptures. It is written, my body is a temple of the Lord. Have you a scripture instantly ready? If you've had thoughts that are not right, have you a scripture that you know you're going to combat the devil with? Jesus knew enough word that he could come up with one out of his spirit and he answered. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Do you know, He didn't say, I don't think I'm going to today. I don't think I'm hungry. I think I can wait. What stopped the thoughts What stopped the devil? What will stop the devil in your life? Only the Word will stop the devil. He's not afraid of you. He's only afraid of God in you. And the Word you know in you. You remember he said, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? when those guys came to try to use the Word and do things, they were trying to throw out some Word and they didn't even know who God was? And they got whooped up on, beat up? It doesn't work unless you know God and you're genuinely putting the Word out there because you believe in God. So everybody that raised their hand should be thinking of something that you can throw back at the devil, the word. All right? The, the number, verse 5. The devil takes him up to a holy city and sets him up on the pinnacle and says unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast yourself down, for it is written. The devil is quoting him scripture. Now, we're talking about seducing Spirits. There will be times in your life when there's things that you want, when you're drawn away of your own lust and enticed, that the devil will begin to, the words in the scripture, seduce you with scriptures. He knows the Bible probably way better than you do. And He's going to lay you out a plan for your life that's the opposite of what God's plan is for your life. And He knows how to lie so well that your flesh likes it so well that you begin to follow Him. He knows how to make green-red he knows how to make everything that you think is truth or a lie truth. That's what he was doing with this. Twisting scriptures. Look at it again. The devil takes him up to, into the holy city and sets him up on the pinnacle. And he said unto him, If you are the Son of God, cast yourself down. For it's written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee. And in your hands they shall bear you up, lest at any time you dash your foot against a stone. Now, is that true? It's absolutely the truth. Absolutely the truth. But if you don't know other scriptures that you have to use to counteract that scripture with the devil, if he tells you to commit suicide and you say, no, my body is a temple of the Lord then the devil wins. Because that's what he's trying to get him to do right here is commit suicide. Do you see that? If he throws himself off this pinnacle, what's going to happen to him? Does gravity work for Jesus just like it works for you? What's going to happen to Jesus if he throws himself off? So what did he quote to him? He said, it is written. It is also written. You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Can the devil quote Scripture to you? Can he try to seduce you into doing something? Give you an example. How many times you ever heard? Oh, we've heard it in the church. So I know people have heard it. I'm getting a divorce because I'm in love with somebody else that sits over here on this side of the church. We're in, we're in love. We know it. we're in love. Well, have you slept together? Well, yeah. Well, you've kind of convoluted what the Bible says. Because you were already married. See how quiet it is in here? You can't take one scripture and make it say something you want it to say. That is seducing spirits telling you that you're going with a feeling. They will seduce you to believe that this is truth when it's only a lie. Amen. They're very good at that. They're very good at telling you something is truth when it's only just amen. a lie. You can't leave your spouse and fall in love with somebody else when you're already married to your spouse. Amen. 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 You might as well say amen or oh me. Because it's truth anyway. Okay? We'll get to some more of that in just a moment. Okay? Then, um, verse 8. And the devil takes him up um, to the an exceeding high mountain and shows him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And he says unto him, All these things I'm going to give you if you'll fall down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and only him shall you serve. Now that's a big one. Because there's a lot of people that think that they can worship a lot of stuff and still serve God. There's a lot of people that think that they can... Okay, the world today has zero, zero, zero respect for the things of God. And so in order to flow regularly in the world, Christians have tried to fit in and not stand out. (laughs) Again, you might as well say, oh me. Because they've tried to fit in. They've tried to go the places. They've tried to watch the stuff. They've tried to to um, say that everything is okay. We have to find out what our standard is. Amen. And I know some of you are looking at me like, I don't like this. I didn't write it. Yeah. We all knew that when we got saved, there were some things that we had to change in our lives. Amen. And I know some people have decided. Well, you know, the world is changing, and we have to adapt and change with it. No, 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 no. You know, we 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 as Christians, we have to evolve, and and we have to we have to um, accept everybody and love everything. Yes, we do have to love everybody. But we can't change what this book says. Amen. We, we can't change that it's not alright to live with somebody before you marry them. That's, right. Amen. That's called fornication. Yes. Yes, right. Right. We can't, and I'm going to step on a lot of toes... So, these are seducing spirits. This is spiritual warfare. How many of you are spiritual in here? Nobody wants to raise their hand. They're going. They've changed their minds since the beginning of the service. This is spiritual warfare. Do you know the devil is out there right now trying to take God's turf? Do you not sense that we're getting closer and closer to the end times? Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Do you not want to take people with you to heaven? Amen. This is Resurrection Sunday weekend. There's going to be a lot of people that if they don't get saved, they're going to hell. They have got to have a safe place to fall when we get closer to the end. They've got to have somebody that they can come to that they know has the answers. They may not like what you say right now. But if you tell them the truth always, Always. if you always tell them the truth in love, you tell them the truth in love. There's people that I love dearly. I mean, I love them so very much. I love them mm, more than words can say. But they know I disagree with them about some stuff. I can't compromise. I don't get the choice. I don't say what I believe. I have to say what this believes as a minister. You have to say what this believes as a Christian you can't compromise your standard because someone is in your life you have to love them you don't mistreat them you don't treat them bad we're not here to mistreat people or abuse people or treat them bad now that's wrong like some of the people are doing in the world all these hate crimes and all this stuff that's that's just wrong we are here to love people, but we still have to go back to what this book says. Yeah, yeah. There are seducing spirits out there. When you go into a place, there are spirits in a place. When you come into a church, there should be different spirits. Do you not remember when the disciples were going out and he told them not he told them don't take a purse don't take clothes. Don't take anything. And if you go into a house and they welcome you and you and you sense the right spirits there when you get there, then stay there. If you don't, then what? Shake the dust off and what? Leave. Leave. Let your peace come back to you. There are places that we shouldn't go in. And if we do go in, that when we leave, we should shake it off and walk out and let our peace come back to us. We should love people. But there's things that we shouldn't be involved in and we shouldn't be a part of. Okay, I remember when I was young, growing up. I guess I was 10, 11, 12, 13, probably along in those lines. We were broke. My dad had been in a bad accident and he, he was a, an alcoholic and he was driving drunk and he went under an 18 wheeler and he had another guy in the car with him and the car, it chopped, it. He went under the trailer of the 18-wheeler, and it, it chopped off the top of the car, you know, just sliced the whole top of the car off. And um, they got to him, and the other guys seemed to be breathing, and they didn't think my dad was breathing, so they just kind of left him there for a bit, and they realized after a little bit he was trying to cough up, and he had glass just filled his throat and stuff, you know. And um, both of his lungs were collapsed, and he just was in really bad shape, so, um, but He lived the mercy of God, the mercy of God, and, um, but we, um, my mom tried to work some, but we had a a place that they had just bought, and um, so she was trying to work and keep us in our place, you know, and so, because of that, we went on, what at the time, some of you older people will tell your age, what was called commodities, how many of you remember that? Yeah, a couple of people remember what commodities were. Well, today they have food stamps, you know, or, or what is it, snap or something like that or something where they put money on a card and you can go and do that sort of stuff. Well, we were on commodities and that was like you'd get a big thing of cheese or you'd get cornmeal or you'd get stuff like that, you know, big things of that. And, uh, we lived on a farm and so we would grow our own garden and, and, uh, My dad taught me, he wasn't able to then, but he taught me, um, before that, how to uh, set hooks on a creek. And we lived on Low Butcher Creek in Mississippi. And um, he showed me how to get a stick, certain diameter, certain length. How to get the rope to where it would stay on, even if you got a big catfish. Because down there in Mississippi, catfish can get pretty good size. And um, how to set the hooks and bait them and stick them in the creek bank. And uh, so I'd go out and I'd set the hooks. And I'd set all along the creek bank because that was going to be our food. Do you understand? I would go and I would check the lines. I'd come back and I'd skin the catfish. He showed me how to hang the catfish on a nail on a tree and skin the catfish and cook the catfish. Then I'd go out to the garden and get some potatoes and I'd fry some French fries and then I'd make some hush puppies with the commodity cornmeal. So we'd have fried fish and French fries and hush puppies doesn't sound bad, does it? Living good. We didn't know we were poor. We didn't know we were broke. But anyway, the reason for the story is this. It would rain sometimes. You know, it's a pretty good, it was mile and a half, two miles down to the creek. So sometimes I'd take the tractor or the or the horse, we had a horse, and I'd ride it down to the creek. I was a tomboy. I was my daddy's. Boy, he didn't have any boys. So I was his boy. I did all the bush hogging and all the other stuff. So you can be a tomboy and grow up to be a very feminine girl. Don't let anybody tell you any different. Except the devil will try to tell you something different. Anyways... um, I would go down to the creek bank and it'd be raining and I had to get the fish, you know, because if we didn't eat them that day, we'd freeze them so that we'd have them to eat another day, you know, and um, the creek bank was steep. How many of you ever been down to a creek bank knows what I'm talking about? It's pretty steep, some of them, it's pretty steep. So I'd think, man, do I want to try to check that one. But you'd see something pulling on the line. And you'd think, I need to check that one. You know, I can't afford to just let it go. And it was mud. And it was nothing to hold on to. And it was slick. And I'd get on the edge of that creek bank. And I'd try my best to hold on. To what I knew was up at the top. Something solid up here. But I kid you not, I went in most every time. Slipped right into that water. Cold, hot, whatever it was, I was in. Because the bank was too slick to hold on to. There was no traction. It was too slick to hold on to. Now, I know about alcoholics. I grew up with one. I know about drug addicts. I grew up with one. I know if you ever take a sip, Once you quit, you're going to start again. And I know that there's a lot of people that think that they can stand up at the top of that bank and figure out a way that they can keep their foundation up here at the top of that bank and get down there to the bottom of that slick bank and live their life for God and slide down that slick bank occasionally. And get back up without getting in that water. But you can't. Because you know why? You might do it for a while. But if you have a temper, it's like an alcoholic. You're going to drink one. Then you're going to need two. Then you're going to need three. Then you're going to need four. Then you're going to get mean. Then you're going to have to hit somebody. You can't play both sides. It doesn't work that way. You can't play God and the world, because once you slip down that bank, you're going to keep sliding down more and more and more. You're going to keep going back to that, and you're going to think at some point, I'll be able to cut this off, but you already lost the first time you slid down. We've got to get these seducing spirits that are convincing us that we can control these things in our life, that nobody knows about them. I dealt with somebody recently that was dealing with some stuff, and I had known for decades that they were a certain way. And they looked me in the eye and they said, You knew this? I said, I've known it for 20 years. I've dealt with people that have looked me in the eye and said, you knew I was doing drugs? I've known it for 15 years. Well, why didn't you pull me? If we pulled everybody that ever did anything wrong, there wouldn't be anybody left. That's not what God does. He lifts us up. He brings us up. But what I want to talk to you about is us not falling down that, that bank to where we mess up so bad that we are so condemned that we can't come back. Because that's what the devil wants to do. That seducing spirit wants to get us so condemned and so far away that we are so condemned that we can't come back. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to think, convince you that you have stuff hid in your life. And if anybody's very spiritual, they already know it. Mm -hmm. And this is not about condemnation. It's about forgiveness. That's what Jesus did for us today. Amen. Yes, amen. Thank you, Jesus. That's why I had you up front of the service. But I know there's people that have been abusing spouses. I know that there's people that's been abusing kids. I know that there's people... I know in my heart there's people in here that's been pressing people and on the internet pressing people to have sex with them. And it ain't going to be long to where that person that's needing to have sex so bad... They're going to have raped somebody and they're going to be in jail. Because that's the way these seducing spirits work. They just keep pushing, they're never satisfied. If you give in to your flesh, what does the scripture say? The flesh is what? Never satisfied. The flesh is never satisfied. So if you watch one R-rated thing, then it wants to see something greater than that. And it wants to see something worse than that. And it wants to go on to something worse than that. Or you start... Why do you think all these people that have gotten addicted to Oxycontin, they took one and what did they need? They needed two. Then they needed five. Then they needed ten. How many former drug addicts do I have in here? Is one enough? I used to be over youth for years. All this stuff that they're saying about pot today, it's no big deal? No big deal, they say. Every youth that I know that's on harder drugs today said it started with pot. They said, pot didn't bother me. I just, I had fun. So I thought, if pot doesn't bother me, this is not going to bother me either. And the next thing they know, they're so addicted they can't see straight. Selling everything mom and daddy's got, drugged out of their head, quitting school, doing this, doing that. Don't ever start. Don't ever start. It's like taking $5 out of the cash drawer and you're going to put it back. I forgot my lunch money today. Well, it was real easy and nobody noticed. You took that five and you never put it back. Next time it's 50. The next thing you know, you're in jail for embezzling. And I know I'm telling extremes, but that's where these seducing spirits want to take people. And and the reason that I'm pressing it is because the devil would really like to wipe out every Christian he could right now. How many of you will be honest and say, over the past few years, you have had something come up in you about not serving God as much as normal? Look at the hands. Look at the hands. Look at the hands. Why would that be? Because he is trying to seduce people into thinking it's no big deal to serve God. It's not important if you put God first. The world is just as good as the church. He's trying to convince people that it doesn't matter until they're out in the world and they're broke and they're lonely and they have no one that they can depend on and they're too ashamed to come back to church. The only way that we can stop this is not by doing what people did at Ramah. When we were at Ramah, some of you guys are going to remember some of this stuff. There are spirits. I mean, there's lots of spirits out there. There was this thing that went around with spirits that in order to deal with spirits... They, You know, the spirits in the heavenly places, you know, all the scriptures and stuff. So they'd try to find the highest building that they could get in. How many of you remember that? And pray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They'd try to go up. If it had a hundred floors, they'd get up on the hundredth floor and rent out the whole hundredth floor and pray. Mount Everest. Yeah, Mount Everest. They'd go as high as they could, and then they'd rent out airplanes. Get up in them and pray. To cast down... The spirits in that area. Well, i got news for you. Poor, poor Jesus couldn't cast out devils because he was on the ground. There wasn't no skyscrapers or airplanes in Jesus' day. So bless Jesus' heart, he couldn't even cast out the devil. Don't you feel sorry for him? No. Just, that's not it. Not, Not it. No. No. Then there were other groups that put on military fatigues. How many of y'all, y'all remember that? Yeah. They put on military fatigues because they were in the army of the Lord and they had to cast out devils and they had to wear their military fatigues to cast out the devils. It's funny, but it was real. And if they weren't dressed in their military outfits, they couldn't cast out a devil. Okay? Then there were other groups. Now, we were all big in the Word at that time and we knew all a lot of these people that were big into these things. You know, Then there were other groups that would take people and everybody had a demon. Everybody. You had a demon and you had a demon and you had a demon and you had a demon. And, you a demon. and if you hadn't had a demon cast out of you yet, well, you just have still had it. You know, and you had a demon and you have 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 to be put in a room and you have to be prayed over, yelled at, screamed at, squished, pulled, pushed, put, you, all these things, you know, for three or four days until you throw up this demon. You know, and you had to have a bucket because you were definitely going to throw up something because they'd squished on your belly for four days and you hadn't eaten. But that's not what the Lord said. This is what He said. First Peter five eight says, "Be alert. Be of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, say my enemy, the, enemy. the devil, the devil. Prowls, around. prowls around, like, like." like. like. Like, he's not a roaring lion looking for someone he may devour. Then what's the next words? This is NIV. Resist him. Resist him standing firm in the faith. Because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. James 4.7 says, Resist the devil and he'll flee. I remember my little niece, I was trying to explain some of this stuff to her. She's in a Christian school, and so I was trying to explain some of this stuff to her. And I said, Let me explain this to you to where you can understand it. I said, You know your little brother? She said, Yes. I said, this is the way, I'm not calling your little brother the devil, but understand what I'm trying to tell you. I said, do you know how he comes in there and he harasses you and he gets your stuff and you yell at him to get out and he doesn't listen? She says, yes. I said, so you yell at him again and say, get out and he doesn't listen and he still gets your stuff and messes with your stuff and you yell at him again to get out. And she says, yes. I said, sometimes you have to get out, up and push him out and slam the door. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Just because you told the devil the first time to leave you alone and he didn't listen, he's like my little nephew. He didn't listen the first time. So you've got to tell him again. And you may have to tell him two or three times in the same day. And sometimes you just got to slam the door on him and tell him to leave you alone. But he has to listen. But if you've been, the, the problem, the reason that you'd have to tell him two or three times. Anybody know why you might have to tell him two or three times? Remember, we're interactive. Because we've been yielding to him all the week long and all the day long. It's like you telling your kid, stop that, but you've been letting them do it all day long. Are they going to think they have to listen to you this time? Do you have to raise your voice at them? Do you have to convince them that you're serious this time? How many of you got kids? How many of you have let stuff go a little too far sometimes? And then sometimes you have to raise your voice and say, I mean it this time, stop it. Huh? Okay. You understand what I'm saying? That's the way the devil is. If you've let him go, he'll keep picking away. you got to mean it. you got to mean it. He's got to understand that you mean it this time. Sometimes you have to stomp your foot. Now you don't have to get loud with the devil all the time, but if you've been letting him go in your life, you may have to get a little bit louder with him and stomp your foot with him. We have to kick the devil out of our own lives. That's spiritual warfare. Amen. Yes. We've got to get him out of our minds. We've got to get him out of our houses. We've got to get him out of our lives because he is taking over, I'm telling you. People are beginning to think that things that they would have never thought was okay as a Christian, they're beginning to let be okay in their lives. And this didn't say it was okay. It says, a a woman doesn't wear that which pertains to a man. Is that in this book? Or did I make that up? See how quiet you got? Is that in this book? Yes. Do we have a standard? What is your standard? What your mama said? What your daddy said? What your grandpa said? What your neighbor said? Are you a Christian? What does Christian mean? Christ-like. How are you going to find out what Christ is like? then we can help other people. But if we're doing the exact same thing that everybody else is doing, we can't help them, guys. Amen. That's right. I want to help people. I don't want to see anybody go to hell. I don't want to see anybody get hurt. There's a couple of more scriptures and then we'll be done. 1 Corinthians 10.12 says this, and put it up on the screen, get your Bible out, mark it. If you've got your Bible, whatever. This is NIV. Read that with me. So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. That you don't slide down that bank and end up in the water. You can't play with stuff. The devil has been doing this way longer than you've been alive. And He knows the tricks that work on your personality. He knows exactly what to pull on you to get you off course. He knows exactly what to do to get you out of church. He knows exactly what to tell you. He knows exactly what to do to get you start gossiping again or hanging out with your old friends or, or doing the things that you're not supposed to be doing. He knows what to do. We don't want that. How many of you don't want it? I don't want it. I don't want it for any of you guys. Okay. Um, 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you except what's common to mankind. But God is faithful. He'll not let you be tempted above what you can bear. Jesus was tempted. Who tempted Him? The The devil will tempt you. But He says right here, He'll not let you be tempted Above what you can handle. Right? All right. But when you're tempted, he'll also provide a way of escape that you can endure it. Okay? And then 2 Corinthians 6 17. This is one. This is the New Testament. Say New Testament. Testament. Everybody, interactive. New New Testament. Okay. Second Corinthians NIV six seventeen Read it with me Come out from a wait a minute If you're coming out where you what you coming out from? Huh? You'd have to be coming out from the world and what their way of doing things is. And be separate from who? The world, says the Lord. Does what the Lord says mean something to you? Touch no unclean thing and then I will receive you. Do these things matter to you? This is not to put you down. It's to build you up. Because things have been failing in people's lives. They've not been getting the answers that they need. They've not been getting the help that they need. They've been being condemned. They've not been getting the finances that they need. They've not been getting the victories that they need. And these are the reasons why. Because they've been on that slippery creek bank. They've been kind of going up and down. Been getting wet a few too many times. And it ain't gonna be long until like those hands that were raised, they're gonna end up in that water and staying right. oh, yeah. and not being able to come back. Jude says 1820 through twenty. They said unto you, In the last times there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. These are people who will divide you. Yielding to what? Who are mere... Who will divide you. Who follow mere natural instincts and do not have the Spirit. But you, dear friends, by building up yourselves in your most holy faith, Praying in the Holy Spirit, you can resist all these things. We don't have to be divided, we don't have to fall. We can overcome the world, we can be victorious. We don't have to let the devil tempt us and us lose. We can be tempted and win, just like Jesus was tempted and won. How many of you are tired of losing? Don't have to. Get you a scripture. Put it in your mouth. When he comes to you, don't think on it five seconds. Quote that scripture. Say it. Don't think on it five seconds. Say it with me. I'm not going to think on it five seconds. seconds. I'm going to quote a scripture Find you a scripture tonight when you go home. Find the scripture that applies to whatever the devil's been dealing with you about. If it's quitting God, find you something. There's a whole big book here. A, the, just the one Jesus quoted. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord. You know, I'm a child of God. I'm going to stand with the Lord. You Find your scriptures. And don't let the devil pull you away from your heavenly Father that has been so good to you. How many of you want to go to hell? You're laughing. You're laughing. But that's the road getting away from God ends up. The devil doesn't want to paint that picture for you. He doesn't want to paint you the end of the road getting away from God. Takes you to. He just wants to paint you the picture of the party in between. Can you say amen? Amen. Stand up with me. Put Branson on the screen, please.